listening to Strange New England. I'm your host, Tom Burby. Today, the Bildad, the marsupial of Maine. Boundary Pond is a small, unassuming body of water in the northeastern corner of Maine. It's almost touching Quebec, earning the pond its namesake. It has an outlet called Boundary Brook that meanders from the pond and into Maine, where it fades off into the land. It's ideal for cold-water fish, according to the Maine Department of Inland Fisheries and Wildlife, whose website displays a map of this and many more lakes and ponds carved out from Ice Age glaciers. According to the department's website, Spawning and Nursery Habits Limited, but a few brook trout survive to maintain a fishery. Growth is good with no other competing fish species present. The pond is not stocked. Many main lakes and rivers now rely on fish stocking operations, where fish raised and hatcheries are airlifted over lakes and rivers and dropped into the water. This is said to contribute millions of dollars into Maine's economy through sustaining fishing pursuits. It's also helping sustain Maine's ecosystem, which has been influenced by man despite its size and condition. Boundary Pond is not one such body of water, however. But anyone who goes fishing in this hard-to-reach spot may not be fishing alone. A lucky fisherman may, according to the legends, hear the splashing of a rare and elusive animal whose fishing technique is as unusual as its appearance. It's an animal called the Bildad. It's described as being as large as a beaver and even wielding a beaver's tail. It's also covered with brown fur similar to that of a beaver. It has long hind feet, ideal for jumping like a kangaroo, but also webbed for swimming. They have very short forelegs, tucked in like a T-Rex's arms, and the bill and face of a hawk. Sometimes they're even depicted as having pointy ears. According to accounts, these creatures are predators that feed on insects and fish. They're ambush predators, they use their hind legs and tail in a strange and unique method of hunting. When they see a fish swim up to catch an insect on the surface of the water, the bildad will leap into the air. And as they pass over the fish, they swing down their beaver-like tail and smack it so hard on its head, they stun it. The bildad then goes off with its catch, eats it, and continues the pursuit like so. It's implied that this is a nocturnal animal that will usually go fishing at night, so he's very hard to see and hide during the day. Some accounts describe these animals as fierce, but others state this as being too far from the truth. If humans approach, the Bildad either leaps for safety or hides. They may do this not only because they know humans are larger and stronger than them, but because legend has it that lumberjacks considered these strange little creatures as a deep woods delicacy. They were said to be far more common back in the days of the lumber camps, but their meat was not considered particularly palatable, so they were abandoned as a delicacy, but too late. They are considered to be very rare, like many animals eaten to endangered status. One account, however, states that the Bildad meat has a dangerous effect on humans, making it unfit for consumption for more than its bad taste. 
According to a story from page 43 of Fearsome Creatures of the Lumberwoods, 100th edition, one Bildad was somehow caught and eaten at a lumber camp owned by the Great Northern Paper Company. The meat was used to make a dish called Slumgullion, otherwise known as American Chop Suey. The only man to eat this dish was a tote road swamper who cleared the unpaved road of debris for the lumberjacks. After the first and only bite, he grabbed the edge of the dinner table, went rigid, a strange look formed in his eyes, and he bolted out of the dining room towards the lake outside the camp. He was said to have jumped 50 feet over the lake, just like a Bildad leaping for its dinner. But unlike a water-savvy Bildad, the man drowned. After that strange and disturbing incident, Bildad meat was never on lumber camp menus again, lest they too be driven to think they were a Bildad and drown themselves. This animal is often compared to Australia's platypus, by some accounts, with the idea that of all of New England's cryptids, this one is most likely to be real. In fact, some accounts even state that the Bildad is related to the duck-billed platypus. Its appearance and choice of habit would lend a small spark of plausibility to this theory. When the platypus was first discovered in 1798, most people who saw it thought it was a hoax, a chimera made by a talented taxidermist. Only a drawing and a pelt were brought back to England by Captain John Hunter, but subsequent expeditions to Australia proved that this animal was indeed very real. Today, this animal is alive and well in Australia, being of least conservation concern. Cryptozoologists still think that because of the many similarities that the Bildad seems to have with the platypus, we may someday find that the Bildad is a real marsupial after all, elusive though it may be, and perhaps making it the second marsupial native to North America. Currently, our only native marsupial is the opossum, which also can be found in parts of Maine. But so far, however, no Bildad, living or dead, has ever been found. Visitors who come to Boundary Pond to catch a glimpse of this cryptid always leave empty-handed. Some accounts say that even in their heyday, they were shy and hard to hunt. The only testimony that we have that these animals even existed is from the tall tales of loggers, where many fantastic yarns were spun in the camps by men seeking entertainment in the quiet heart of nature. It's most likely that lumberjacks, of course, made up the story to pass the time or to mess with the minds of the people who lived in towns and cities. After learning about the platypus, they may have thought about the possibility that Maine could have its own platypus, and they let their imagination do the rest from there. So, for now, Boundary Pond is just a quiet, out-of-the-way part of Maine with the sounds of axes and trees falling no longer echo. Silent nature prevails, as does the great fishing. That has not needed man's intervention to thrive, but if the stories of the lumberjacks have any credence at all, there may be a chance that any fisherman who comes here for the brook trout may have a strange furry little companion who keeps itself mostly hidden, except only for when it makes a splashing sound with its tail. Is that someone with a canoe or kayak paddle? What was that sound? Maybe it's the elusive Bildad. You've been listening to Strange New England. <laughs>